it's me, you Grawlsley, coming to you from my bedroom. Coming to you live from my bedroom. Um, I'm so tired. Today was such a crazy day. Um, here we are in the North Shore. Winter time is coming. It is now December. Uh, and the big wave season has started. So, Waimea Bay... Rain the North Shore doesn't usually break, but when there's a swell like there is today, and I think will continue to be, um, it breaks and there's some big waves out there. So today North Shore was absolutely popping with individuals because uh, Waimea Bay was breaking and there were some big freaking waves out there. People were having a surf. So just went back and forth to the beach today because um that beach is right by where I live so I just did that all day it was really nice um I really feel like I've been slacking on publishing these episodes and like beam myself up for it but I'm also so in love with the life that I live and I'm the only one who's in charge of making me do this so trying to have more grace with myself and just allow myself to do this when I want to um and not you know stress stress out about it too much but also being said is I would love to make a career of this eventually um and I feel like I only have really one responsibility in my life so I would like to make this one a priority as well so Hopefully, <laughs> you'll be seeing more of me soon. Um, that being said, like, I just, I have quite busy lately. I mean, as you guys know, I work every day, <laughs> um, at most three hours, nine to 12. But, um, other than that, I've just been surfing a frig load. I surf as much as I can, um, the more time I get out there, the better I am. Every single time I go out, I can feel myself getting better, and hopefully I'll be purchasing my own longboard um, by the end of next week. I want to go look at a couple things, check out a couple, couple thing things, and then I think I'll be the owner of hopefully like 9 foot, maybe like an 8.6 or something. But I'm really stoked about it. And I can't wait to surf more. So I've been surfing a lot and spending time with people, being in community, which is something that I've longed for for quite some time now. So I, I've i been saying this a lot, but uh, socially, environmentally, just physically and emotionally, I am in such a wonderful place in my life right now. And I'm so happy. Like, I think to myself quite often, is this my life? Am I really doing this? Like, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, yet I am living my best life right now and absolutely loving it and everything I do, which I think is just wonderful. And, you know, saying it out loud, it's just like, it's just saying it out loud, but actually experiencing it is transformative and really unbelievable I don't every single day I wake up and I'm pretty sure I'm dreaming 
I just can't believe the life that I live, the things that I see, the experiences I experience are wonderful and plentiful, full of love, so much love. I've been getting, I've been giving and receiving so much love to everybody around me, and it's wonderful. Um, my cabin did fill up, and my coworkers did uh, expand, so now I am working and living with more people, which is exciting. Just means more community, which I love. Um, and it's like changing, it's always changing. I really do feel like I'm at camp, like adult camp. Every week, there's, there's like new people and new things, and uh, kind of just, kind of just feels like, just feels like adult camp, adult camp, which is very fun, and I feel like a camp director. <laughs> Um, I like, I like living and working at the hospital. Sometimes it does get a little exhausting, um, and I am learning about having, like, my own personal time and my own personal space, because I do tend to give all of those things up to be accommodating, um, and, you know, have fun, make sure everyone is having fun as well, but, uh, I've learned a lot in my time here, and I'm going to continue learning, and getting more used to living and working in this environment, which is just, like I said, unbelievably wonderful. I'm so thrilled. All right, let's see. What else do we got here? All right, so this conversation, here we go, here we go, here we go, It's between me and a sweet, lovely lady, Miss Rachel Carnes. She, her and I met when actually kind of a funny story she showed up at the hostel one day but showed up in a very stylish manner um being brought here in a beautifully renovated sprinter van um she was working at a farm with a friend of mine actually someone that I had met previously and um at this farm it was her the girl I met previously um this couple who lived in this sprinter van and then some other people but um the couple and the two girls decided to leave the farm and they showed up at the hostel that I was working at and I was like oh my goodness the one girl's name was Arlie and I was like oh my goodness Arlie she was like Z what's good and then uh, met all them hung out with them and after having this conversation um with this girl that came with them I her and I both realized that we came from the exact same place. She's from Beachwood, Ohio, and I'm from Auburn, Ohio, um, which is funny because we were born at the same hospital. Oh my goodness, she knows my cousins. So, so here's the thing. Our conversation is basically uh, around the fact that for a huge part of her life, she's Orthodox Jewish, and um, my cousins are Orthodox Jewish, and most people that live in Cleveland and are Orthodox are like you know they they run in the same circles if you will. So she like knows all of my cousins and they like used to walk each other's dogs and everything. And we know some of the same people. We went to the same temple. I think it's crazy um, how she happened to show up at the hostel that I was working at, but we're from the exact same place in the world. Um, which blows my mind. Oh my god, and also, I was just told today that she's going to be one of my new co-workers, too. She got a job here. Um, 
since having this conversation, she has left the hostel and went to go work at another farm. Um, but before going to work at that farm, she put in, you know, she talked to the owner here. And, um, like, I guess that was, like, maybe a week ago, two weeks ago or so. Um, but now she is going to be here. So I'm excited. She will now be my roommate coworker. Slash... Uh, home home pal pal from home very funny very funny how the world works very funny how the world works oh my goodness gracious yeah wonderful girl this conversation this conversation is super fun um I was having such issues with the audio so it jumps around a lot I tried my best to keep it all sort of um, what's the word? Sequential. But it was a little tricky seeing as a lot of stuff got cut out. Um, the quality also ebbs and flows. You're gonna love this conversation. It's very exciting. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. But yeah, it's all around it's all around her life and her like through the lens of her religion. And it's very insightful and gives you a look from a different perspective it gave me a look from a different perspective that I never had but honestly like was pretty close to my whole life I mean I like there were a lot of people um that lived nearby that were of the same religion and could argue that were of the same mindset as she used to be so it's just really it's very informative um and I enjoyed this conversation a lot (laughs) Rachel is a rad fucking girl, and I'm so stoked to know her, to have talked with her, and now to be able to share more experiences with her. So, without further ado, um, let's get into it. We are going to segue this into this beautiful conversation with a beautiful song. We are going to listen to Zandali by Be Werewolves. This song um, is a single and it just came out uh, in September of this year and it, it's a fucking bop. The shit is so good. Uh, they're so good. I can't get over this band. So hope you enjoy them as much as I do. I hope your holiday seasons are friggin' swell. Just so swell. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.
when did you start smoking weed? I was 14. Oh, okay. So then you just took, like, a weed break from it. Not even really. I never really took a weed break. I mean, I feel like a little bit. Like, I uh, I told people I wasn't smoking. I told my boyfriend I wasn't smoking, but I was smoking. When you were, like, hella orthodox. Yeah. You were still smoking weed? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking, are you serious? Is there anything against that? The people in spot, Chabad people, love to smoke weed. I'm just confused. If you can't be gay and you can't touch men and all of this shit, all of this, that, and the other, there's nothing about smoking weed. Yeah, they say that you're not supposed to, but everyone does. Everyone smokes weed. So you just turned a blind eye to the weed thing. Mm-hmm. And you've just been smoking weed. Always. Yeah. I just thought I don't get. What about alcohol? Yeah, always drink. Uh, not some. Okay, no, no, I take that back. In, like, junior, senior year. And Israel. Oh, Israel. That's the thing. I junior, senior year. Like, I, like, I just didn't go to as many parties. But, like, I still went. But I just, I just didn't go every week. Is there a birthright exchange to SWAT? They definitely go to SWAT. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to, like, they, I really want to go there. You, Is it, you, you said it's in the it. north? Yeah. North. north Israel? North mm-hmm. Israel? Do you have to, when you do birthright, do you have to, like, go on a flight and come home with your group? Mm-mm. You can extend your stay. But can I, like, come from somewhere else? Like, can I, like, come from France and then leave to go to Turkey or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, like do whatever you I want. read I read on Sever maybe this is just with like the birthright trip or mm-hmm. whatever, like that one um company. But it was like you have to fly out and fly in from the same airport. That like like if you are coming from France, you go back to France. Which I think is like I'm gonna doll I do whatever the fuck I want. I maybe that is right. You maybe just have to extend your stay and then you go back. I I don't know. But I know hundred percent you can extend your stay. That's for fact. Everyone's telling me that. So I, I mean, worse comes worse. You extend your stay, but you're not paying for that flight anyways. Miss that flight. I guess you, then you just have to pay for. Oh right, because the they home. pay for the flight. Yeah. So if you extend your stay, how long is that extra? Just like a week. You can do whatever you want. People extend it for like a month or a week. But it's a two week trip. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a two week trip, but I'm gonna extend it for a month. Yeah. Oh my god, I'll do that. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. So what? Where? Where do you get put up at? Um, oh, if you extend it, oh, you, have to, you have to make your own plans. Oh. But it's so easy to make your own plans in Israel. Like, it's it's ridiculously easy. Oh, man. I can't wait to go. And, like, if you need any tips or anything, like, I'll, yeah. Did you say kibs? Tips. Tips. <laughs> tips. What is, you said kibbits? Kibbits? Is that kibbutz. Kibbutz? What yeah. is that? Kibbutz is like a, it's a, almost like a socialist farm. That's how it was in the beginning of oh. when Israel was first created and everyone lived on Kibbutzim. Right. And it was like, you work for your stay and everyone helps out. And no. Are there any of those still gone? There's like maybe four left that are authentically like that, but there's hundreds of them all over Israel. Are they pretty strict? I mean, why not, why not be on a kibbutz? Live on a kibbutz? Yeah, as opposed to basically trying to do that, but in Hawaii. Um, I thought about it. My sister did it. She went to Israel to live on a kibbutz for a little while. Yeah. Um, I actually worked on a kibbutz for a little bit. Not not the same way as this, but I don't know. I just, I had a calling to go to Hawaii. I, so I you're love... basically doing a kibbutz. Yeah. You're just in Hawaii. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. And if that's what you, you, you can, like, send your stay and work in a kibbutz in Israel. Like, 
they're is there any I mean are they all different is mm-hmm. it kind of like here where it's just like it's all different yeah they're all different totally different personalities the cool they're awesome oh, I love Israel like Israel is hands down my favorite place in the entire world I will eventually be there cool. I'll, I'll live there I can't yeah. wait to see you can't wait to go visit you yeah yeah Ah, oh, we never talked about this. My next one back. Okay, I do want to ask though. What are your opinions on like um transgender? And like um yeah, gender 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 questioning. Yeah. Um I'm totally for it now. I used to not be for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But now I like it's not my it's not my life like if 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 someone feels like that that's their path and that's what they need to do then that's what they need to do like if who the hell am I to say that I am stopping you like it's my opinion doesn't matter mm-hmm. and well it's just as long as up until everyone else thinks that's that way that there's gonna be people uh, stopping people from doing things but I think eventually people I hope eventually people will have that that view in it it's not your life. Mm-hmm. Like, let people just do what they want. Yeah. I hope that everyone just finds their own inner peace. And they, they listen to their, their, that voice inside them. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. When, what's your best friend's name? Um... I have a few, few very close friends. Okay, who are well, like I also my just re- realized, like... It doesn't matter that I know his name. You don't have to tell me oh, his name. Oh, anyway. yeah. yeah. Oh, him. Oh, yeah, you don't have fine. to. Sorry, I didn't think about that. Um, when he came out to you yeah. and stuff like that, were you? Did you ever consider like, um, like the the question of transgender questioning at that time? Like in general, or for in general? Because um, at that time you were what? What age were you in high school? I was eighteen. You were in my gap year. Oh, uh, so you were, this was, okay, so this is when you were experiencing yeah. all these new things, so I feel as though it would, it would mirror that interaction that you had with your, your bud. Where's he? He is, um, he's in college. He's in Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State! Mm-hmm. Wow, what a smart kid! Yeah, he's the best, and really he's brilliant, kid. he's going is, places. Is he in, like, a Jewish... Uh, he's involved with Chabad, cool. and I'm so happy about that, about that, because, like, it does, it makes him so happy. And Chabad also is the most accepting of all sex, so. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he's with it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. He's thriving. I've never seen him so happy. So. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah. I'm really happy for I'm glad that there are some places where, like, people can be involved in their religion and also in who, who they are. You know, I mean, you, you're finding it. Yeah. It sounds like this spot. Spot, yeah. The city. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's a haven. Is that where you're going to move to, you think? I wouldn't move there because it's a little... Too much city? It's not too much city. It's, a, it's just, it's a... They're on a different vibration. It is, it is... Look at you talking about vibrations. It is, it is a wild place. With, like, partying way? No. It's just, it's a... Unless I have that, unless I'm on that vibration and I can stay on that vibration, like, I definitely would go and visit there all the time to, to reconnect myself. 
because it does have that power and that energy like it, it like when you go there you feel it there's this sound cave that um throughout jewish history like people would go there and um actually i'm bullshitting that i don't i don't know the exact history of that cave i'm not gonna say i know something of that um, good for you you're very aware thank of you. yourself yeah yeah i think being a 20 year old and being as aware as you are like there's nothing in this world that you can't do thanks you're welcome and I genuinely mean that. I don't have to say that I genuinely mean that, but I just want to really drive that home. Like, you really can just do anything you want. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm realizing that now, and I'm so happy I'm realizing that. You're so powerful. Yeah. Ugh, What's suddenly? your rising? Do you know? My rising? Yeah. I never remember it. It's okay. It's okay. But I'll figure it out. I knew it. <laughs> but you didn't know it. But I don't know it now. But you didn't know it, and that's what counts. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, and I was like, "Shoot, I need, I need to figure that out again." Yeah. But Actually, I think this is. Uh huh. We've got. We've got this. But you want to tell you the sound cave though? Oh my god, tell me. Um, it's this cave, underneath the highest hill and spot, and this is like the hill where people like overlook the city, and it's like there. It's a place where. Um, the city's known to like that's where you like meditate and that's where you um, do all those kinds of things but this cave is it's like a little like a little tiny little tunnel in this like rocky area under the under the hill and it's a tunnel 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 for like a really long time it's really creepy and then it opens up into this huge dark room huge like and, and like it's like your echo is insane that's why it's called the sound cave and if you're, it's like a thing to go there with a bunch of people and just sing. And every Friday night, if you walk near there, you'll you'll just hear a bunch of people singing. And it's like the most powerful, most penetrating voice because it's it's like a like a song that comes from the soul. Because it and and you notice the difference when you hear people singing there because it it like shakes something inside of you. Every single time I go there, I, I'm like I leave. I just transcended from this universe into somewhere else, and you don't need to be religious. You don't need to be Jewish to feel that. You don't need to be religious to feel that. Like it's a powerful, energetic place that there is no other place that that pulls that that feeling out. So when you go to Israel, you're gonna go to the sound cave, and you're gonna like doesn't matter if you sing sing well or sing badly. You're gonna either it's like hum or whatever. You're just gonna listen. It, it's it's a very powerful place. Yeah. There. Oh my god, you don't know anything. Sorry, you do know things. You don't know anything about this island. Um, there are these hikes called pillboxes. And they're everywhere. Because they're um, old military, like, lookouts. Mm-hmm. And um, they're now... They're, they're just, like, concrete blocks. And you can go in them. And then there's a little, like, window that goes all around it that's, like, head high. Um, but other than that, it's, like, hidden, kind of, like, in the ground, Ooh, like, concrete cool. box. interesting. And there's one, there's one here, there's, they're, they're all over the island, um, the pillboxes, but every time I go into one of them, I always sing, because the acoustics are amazing, because it's just a concrete mm-hmm. box, and they're also all, like, graffitied up there. Yeah. Too, so it's really cool. Um, but hearing you say that, like, all I can think about is how amazing I feel singing in here and looking out into the most beautiful 
like abyss of wonderful water mm-hmm. and sunlight and mountains and grass and stuff and I can only imagine that this cave is just like that times a million it's I don't even know how else to explain it I know exactly what I'm gonna sing when I go there I'm so excited I'm so excited for you I really want to learn some Hebrew now what do you want to learn? um what are the things that you said the most there things I said the most there mm-hmm. um like if I oh my god my Hebrew is so rusty it's so wild oh yeah me um, too <laughs> it's so crazy because I lived there for a year and I was like basically fluent but then yeah. the second you leave it's like I know that's why I felt about uh my French I speak French really yeah oh, it's cool it's really fun but I feel it's the exact I took for a year way. in high school yeah I got an honorary award yeah, no big for deal. Me. Yeah, that's no, really isn't a big deal. <laughs> I like I I knew like five words in French. It totally counts. It totally counts. <laughs> I am the same way. Like I wanted to, like the next place I move, I wanted to be a French speaking oh, um, cool. area so I can get my French back back up to par mm-hmm. and then go somewhere else. But like I also really want to learn a bunch of other languages and I want to see more of the world. Like I already lived in a French speaking place, not for as long as I wanted to, of course. But I did. Um, so I really would love to go. Where? France. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a bunch of different places. Like, the next place I want to go is um, an island called New Caledonia. Cool. I never heard of it. Yeah, it's... If Australia is here and, like, New Zealand... Australia's here and New Zealand is here and New Caledonia is, like, a little That's island so right awesome. here. awesome. Wow. Yeah. It's French... It's French-owned. Uh, um, and it's pretty tiny. But I want to go to New Zealand and Australia, but I really want to speak French. So you might as well, like, so I might as well just, yeah, together. go in the middle and That's so cool. Match it. Yeah. That's really, like, also a very unique place to go, because yeah, not many people know it. Yeah, it's an island that not many people know of. Yeah. Exactly. And the people that do know of it are probably wild. And, like, what are the mm-hmm. local people like there, right. too, you know? Not, not much of the island's cultivated. There's, like, one city. I just think it's freaking crazy. Um that you just like pulled up I yesterday com- i completely just like dropped my life in being here i bought my ticket last week and i just left my house and never I'm, i don't know when i'm going back uh, what well, how did you come to that decision i that's a big decision girl. yeah yeah it's it's been a it's been a journey it really has been a journey this past i mean since covid started for a lot of people just my life like totally flipped around and i've been going through a lot of changes in my life and I'm just finally, like, taking reins of, like, my own life and, like, doing what I've wanted to do for, like, my entire life. It's wild. I'm doing the things I want to do. Who would have thought that that's what you do in your life? Yeah, who would have thunk? Yeah. So, like, what made you buy that ticket, though? Um, I don't know. Like, it just finally, like, it finally hit me that if I don't do it, then I'm never going to do it. So I might as well just do it now. Because time is just going to keep passing, and if I... It's, it's like, it was like a, ooh, that's a bug. That's a nice big Oh, bug. that's a big roach. Mm. That's the first time I've seen a roach in here. Have you got a roach also today? Oh, that's huge. Yeah, that's a big boy. That's like, oh, and there's oh my God, guy. he's going to eat it. The gecko's totally going to, no, he's like the size of that gecko. There's no oh my way. God, what's going to happen? Oh, no, he's totally, he senses the danger. The cockroach is out of here. I want them to meet. I would like them to meet, too. They might come at oh, us. Oh, oh, oh. 
for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is such a cute little bowl. Thanks. I got it at a convenience store when I first got here, but I really do need to like get some real glass. As a glass artist, I'm almost ashamed to own That's it. So Which is really shitty of me to say. Actually, I take that back. What would you say? I said, as a glass artist, I'm ashamed to own that. But I take that back. I take that back 100%. Respect That's, the glass. Yeah, I really... And I can't make anything any better than that. Sticker, it's fine if I do this. It's totally fine if you do that. That's per. It's a personal thing. I use the hemp wick, but that's just a personal thing. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Bitch, I'm ready. Bitch, I'm ready. So, I don't even know. Like, do we start from the beginning? Where do we start? Okay, where were you this time last year? Let's start there. Where was I this time last year? November 2019. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I had, it was the beginning of my freshman year in college because I had done my gap year in Israel and, um, in my gap year in Israel, I was how I was. I like covered my elbows, covered my knees. I was super, super from, had the, you were an Orthodox Jew. That's yeah. what you were. Yeah. And like, That's I knew you were, I guess. Yeah. I'm still, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I literally had the mindset I was seeing this guy, like I, literally called up my mom and dad and told them, like, I'm getting married to this guy. Like, you have to start saving up because I'm going to get married. And I'm going to, like, start having a family because that's just, I was 19. And I was like, I'm going to get married tomorrow. Like, it's... But it's, in the culture, that's kind of what you do. It was. But, like, I, I, I wasn't really in that culture. Like, my my family, my parents were both Balchuvas, so they weren't religious. Because, Your parents were what? Bal, it's called Balchuvas. Balchuvas. It's like, Balchuva means returning back. And it's like in Hebrew. In Hebrew, and it's when you're not religious and you become like Orthodox. Wow. So my parents grew up totally not religious, not at all, and they became religious through uh, Sol Chabad. Yeah, and uh, which is where I got my bat mitzvah. Yeah. which is so, it's funny. so funny. Like I, I, I'm not over like the connections. No, just... I'm still. We have so much to talk about that because yeah. I can't believe we have basically grown up next to each other our whole lives, but met on Oahu. Yesterday. It's it's wild. It's wild. This whole world, everything, nothing's nothing like. You walked my cousin's dog. They're boring humans. They're so cute. I know. I love them. You they probably know my cousins better than I do, honestly. They. You probably seen yes, them. Yes, I see them a lot. I see Way them a lot. more than I have. I've seen them like once a year, if that. So funny. Not anymore. No. Do you call me Beachwood? Do I go to Beachwood? Yeah. I go to I go to Lynnhurst to see my okay. grandma. But that's it. I mean, I go to the Beachwood Mall. Mm-hmm. But my. My grandma, my grandpa, I shouldn't just say my grandma. My grandma and my grandpa, I go to see them. And they live in Lyndhurst. And, I mean, like I said, I was born in Mayfield. And I grew up there until second grade. My parents wanted to move to the countryside. So that was it. Or oh, they meeting? Oh, the cockroach. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, my God, the cockroach is going ah, to the gecko. The, ge- the cockroach is going to the gecko. Oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> Cockroach was like, uh-uh, I ain't about that, and flew away, but literally flew at Rachel. And Rachel was not okay. And then Leo, Leo heard that. Leo, the dog next door, and he's not having it. Ooh, my heart's beating just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, Leo's all shook up now. You're shook up. I'm a little shook up. He, he, he wants to know what's happening. Yeah, Leo's, he's, he's homo. He's at me. 
Where, uh, where'd he go? Uh, the gecko's uh, under one of the pieces of paper on the wall. He's a cute one. Yeah, he is a cute one. He's one of like the almost like translucent ones. So basically, just to recap real quick. You're super, you, are you super Jewish? Are you from? Am I from? Are you from? I'm a little stark right now, actually. Really? Yeah. So can you go over these again? Because I still really don't know. Like, I low-key don't know. <laughs> so from is, like, religious, really religious. Stark is, like, a learner, someone who learns, like, Bible or, like, the, um, the Jewish laws. Okay. And, uh, there's so much lingo. But I'm not super from right now. Yeah. I'm like off the derech, which means off the path. That's what people say. They're like, Are, is she OTD? Someone OTD? Text, someone texted me the other day. They're like, is she OTD? I'm like, off the deep end? No, off the derech. That's, that's what I am. It's <laughs> so like if people saw, like, I had like, I had shrimp the other day for the first time. Like I told you. And like, oh, I, girl, I, I know. I'm not going to lie. I don't really love it. But you don't have to love it. Was yeah. it shrooms? Huh? Was it shrooms? Oh, shrooms? I said shrimp. Oh, yeah. the shrooms are great. I love that. You the said, shrooms are awesome. <laughs> you said you had shrimp. I yeah. you said I tripped. <laughs> oh my god, you had shrimp for the first time and you didn't love it. Oh my god, it's hilarious. It's so funny. No, if I didn't love shrooms, that would be really. You sad. are off the the dare. Is that what? Okay, cool. yeah, I'm oh off the dare. Yeah, you're off the dare. I don't know. Shrooms. Yeah, shrimp, but no. Why, what was the big reason, um, like, the changing factor in your life that you just weren't called to be super orthodox anymore? It was a series of events, and it definitely didn't happen overnight. It was, oh, I can imagine. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was the process of, like, being in Israel, being in New York, being, like, talking to so many different people, and, um... I will say my sister, my old sister, had a huge influence on, like, she's, like, my guru. Um, well, she's not religious. Yeah, she's not religious. But she very much respects religion. Yeah. Um, well, if I can pinpoint something, I'm listening to the crickets. It's so, so pretty. I know. I get so distracted. Yeah, um, I love having them here. It's really peaceful. Um, if I were to pinpoint one thing. You don't have to. I'm just trying to think of, like, what really did trigger. It was just one thing gradually at a time. I remember, like, in Israel, I was really just struggling with the fact that I was going to have to sacrifice so many things I loved to live a Jewish life, a from Jewish life, because I so badly wanted to be a part of it, because it had served me so much in my high school years that I thought it was what I had to dedicate my life for the, for the rest of my life and um I just the concept of being happy with your religion and not having to do every single nitty gritty detail finally occurred to me like okay I can I can to- slowly start taking things away I'm not I'm not taking things away that's not the right way of putting it I can just adapt the way I'm living my religious life to to a life that I actually truly enjoy, and that I think will will serve me more. I'll serve God more. It would, but do you feel like there are many people that are in your position where you're kind of like riding the fence? 
Yes, hundred percent. I think a lot of people are too afraid to to either either they don't have like support. A lot of people have like my parents just happen to be they're not religious anymore. So so can you explain that? They weren't religious for how long? Forty years of their life. And then they did what? They joined the the synagogue. What's that called? Chabad. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, not they're um, it begins with a B. Oh, well, they're they're called Balchuva. Balchuva. Yeah. So they weren't religious, and then yeah. when you become Balchuva, you are now religious. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And that was for two years. They were religious from when I was born. My mom actually had to convert again. So my mom's my mom's a convert. My two sisters are converts, but when they became religious right before I was born and um up until when my parents got divorced they they were religious so you grew up in a completely orthodox home Mm -hmm. completely and that's all you've ever known yeah or all you ever knew yeah I remember really oh my god it was like a thing to go to shul every single every every Shabbos it was like a thing to go to shul and like to get dressed up and that's where you met all of your friends and that's where you made all of your plans and shul is synagogue Okay. And we didn't we didn't have our phones for Friday night till Saturday night, so we had to go to school to to see everybody to see what's up. And it was almost like homecoming every single week because everyone got like dressed up and did their hair. But my mom would make me wear a skirt under my dress, and it was so embarrassing because my skirt my dress was never covered my knees. My mom was super front. My mom was super religious, and I had to like it was suffocating. That's probably why I was so not religious behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And then. Religious. What did you do behind closed doors growing up? Oh, like, it, to, to us it was, like, crazy, but, like, on, on Saturday, me and my sisters would straighten our hair or, like, go on our DS or, like, watch a movie together Friday night, like, in the, with the bathroom with the door with the door locked. Uh, my sister would, like, sneak off and go with her beach with friends and drive in a car, or I remember she snuck off to prom her senior year. My parents found out she went to prom, and Oh my god. During Shabbos? Yeah. Or just went to prom in general? During Shabbos and also prom. Both both not okay. Wow. Yeah. Why couldn't she go to prom? Like, what if prom was on, like, yet Because she's with a boy and she's... Oh, and touching him. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, what are the rules of Shabbos from, from sundown to sundown? From sundown to sunset. So, it's 25 hours, about. From Friday, Friday to Saturday, yeah. no electronics. No electronics. Friday night, you have... A meal. You can be like with your family or with a bunch of people. You light candles before. Like right when right, right when sundown happens, you light candles. Um and you get dressed up and you have your Friday night dinner. And then the next morning go to school and you go to and you have your lunch with your cholent and cholent is like a big stew that you make Friday morning before um before Shaba starts and it takes like a day to, to cook. So then you have that for Saturday lunch, and then, yeah, you just, like, my Shabbos were always just filled with, like, my friends coming over every single week. Like, they're over for the entirety of 25 hours. It was, it was like, amazing. Like that. Sounds really fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. And, um, yeah, that was, that's what Shabbos was. Cool. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it was great. Loved Not bad. It. Yeah. I do have to say, though, making a giant stew every week sounds kind of like a lot of work. Oh, it's, it's pretty easy. Not gonna lie. Okay. Is, is it, yeah, you just like throw everything in a pot. And I guess turn making it on. stew isn't really that hard. But it's like the best. I never had the it. The best. What's oh it my called? Cholent. 
Cholent. Cholent. C H U L E N T. Cholent. Cholent. Never had it before. Which get, is get a crock pot. Crock pot. Yeah, that Water. one. The other one is what you go in your pocket. Yeah. Crock pot. <laughs> crock pot. <laughs> for pockets too. On the ghost too. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best food. I love it. I love cholent. My mom makes fire cholent. Fire yeah. cholent. Yeah, it's really good. So your parents were religious up until they got divorced, and at what age did your parents? What age were you when your parents got divorced? I was sixteen. You were 16. 15. and you really weren't that religious. I was. No, like, I wasn't. Not at all. Like at all. Okay. They didn't know, but I was not at all religious. And then they got divorced, fell out of their religion, mm-hmm. and then you became religious. Yeah. Because. A mixture of, like, me being home and then seeing my mom not be religious, like when I had seen her be crazy religious my entire life, sort of shocked me. So I was like, oh, this is now my job. Like, I have to uphold the tradition in my home. And then falling back on it when I hated my school. and Because you were going to Catholic school? Yeah. Yeah. As a very religious Jewish mm-hmm. girl? Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a time. I was that... I mean, like, I know, I know Beachwood Public School isn't, like super amazing but it's not that bad no beachwood no it's really i i wanted to go there so badly yeah it's really yeah. not like a bad school like trust me i know some kids that went to beachwood school <laughs> that weren't the best but everybody's got schools you like mean that. like public school standards public school standards. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really, yeah like not a bad school at all. at all so i'm just confused like your mom didn't want you to go there but she wasn't religious anymore yeah because she was she said that she was just going through her own stuff and like but she still wanted me to be religious. Her seeing, she, her seeing me become religious was. She was like vicarious editing for yeah. you. She she loved it, and I guess that also made me happy that she was, I guess happy within all of her sadness. At least she was happy seeing me be be religious. There's a lot of pressure, and that's also also pressure from that. But then also like, it was just filling like the void of all that. But. What was your dad doing at this time? He was... I didn't talk to him for a year and a half. Really? Yeah. Didn't talk to him. Did he just, like, move out when your parents got divorced? Yeah, we were supposed to go on a... That summer, we were supposed to go on a trip, all of us. We hadn't gone on a family trip in a really long time, and they said that they were getting divorced. I was like, ah, that's so funny. Like, that's a joke. And... I was, like, telling my sisters, like, let's start packing for our trip. And they're like, dude, we're not going on the trip. It's not happening. I was like, yes, we are. And um, we weren't going on that trip. <laughs> Let <laughs> me tell you. <laughs> and instead, we, me and my sisters and my mom went to go visit our cousins in California on my mom's side without my dad. And, and on the flight to California, I got a text from my dad saying that while we were, gonna, while we were gone, he was moving his stuff out. And that was that, and didn't talk to him for like almost two years. After you got that text, yeah, I sent him like a, I sent him like a, a long text, explaining how, how much I did not appreciate how he dealt with things. Like he just, like he took the opportunity for when we were gone to, to take his stuff out. Okay, I, it was, the most childish move I thought, but did you have a close relationship with him? Um, we had a type of relationship where, like, yeah, like, I love my dad, and I 
can have fun with my dad, but I can't really be emotional with my dad. So, he, I don't think he could be emotional with us. I don't think he's, like, capable of it. So, I don't think that he could have talked to, I'm not excusing it, I don't think he could have talked about it, but mm-hmm. I'm not sad about it, because I just think that's who he is as a person, but I love him. I would say we're close. Now we're close. So we, we've, like, fixed our relationship, and... How? I've learned to let it go. I... It, like, it hurt me for a long time, what he did, but then I realized, you know what, there's so many things I have no idea that was happening with their relationship. There's so many things I don't know that my mom did, that my dad did, and neither of them are right. And I, it's not my... It's not, it's not my... Not my relationship because I, I like I my my mom and I know other people who have like horrible relationships with their family because they got ripped apart and like I wasn't gonna let that happen to mine mm-hmm. I'd rather have and I, I wouldn't want to not have my dad in my life so I I really I ex- just accepted the fact I I got over it did he have any opinion about your, like, deep dive into your religion? Well, you weren't really talking to him. I think my dad, the, their divorce was stemmed from religion. My mom was super religious, and my dad wasn't. And I didn't know that. And he definitely was suffocated, for sure. Like, yeah. I, I mean, if you don't want to be religious, and you are religious, that is, like, a death sentence. It's, it's awful. You have to really, really want it to be living it. And like I said, my dad doesn't talk about things, so he nobody knew that he wasn't happy with it. But So he didn't have much to say about your deep dive into religion? He, he let me do what I wanted to do. I'm sure he wasn't so happy about it. It definitely caused him annoyance. Because I had dietary restrictions, and he would never voice it. I think he respected my decisions more than what he wanted to do. I always, I always felt that he respected what I wanted to do. Yeah. But um, he's. I've talked to him about it now. How I'm not religious now, and he is a lot happier with where I'm at now. Um, so I guess it does give the answer to that. That well, while while I was religious, it did have a toll on him. But there is, like, there's just, when when some people are religious in your family and then other people aren't, it creates such a void. It's, you know, that, not void. It creates such a disconnect between everybody. Because it's just totally two different worlds. Like, as much as I love, I love my, my middle sister, I love her to death. But there is the, like, there's always a bit of fighting because there's always something that's, because she's uh, super religious, she yeah. doesn't agree with the things that you and your sister, who aren't as religious, are doing? Yeah. Is that what you mean? To some degree. And also, it's just, like, the the like physical life decisions, like, simple things like going out to restaurants and stuff. It, it, it does. It causes fights. Because we can't all eat, eat at the same place. Because there is um, only specific restaurants you're allowed to eat at. They have to have, like, the rabbinical yeah well I'm sure when you guys are in Beachwood there are a lot of choices they're disgusting 
They're so awful. I don't doubt it. It's Corky and Lenny's. No, um, it's not kosher. It's, I, dang. Yeah, it's really sad. I, I don't doubt that it's not kosher, but, like, that fucking sucks. Because uh-huh. to me, that's, like, the pinnacle of really Corky good Jewish food. so good. I know, So dude. good. I know, dude. Every, every single time I go, I usually get the same thing, and I would get, like, one matzo ball, and um, I'll get two latkes, but only with, like... Uh, someone else in my family will get corned beef, like a corned beef sandwich, but they fucking load that bitch up. So I'll it's take so like thick. it's so uh-huh. thick. it's crazy. It's like a foot tall, not really. It's maybe like seven mm-hmm. inches, but still, I'll just like take a couple pieces of someone else's corned beef and eat it with my lakas and my matzo ball soup, and boom. And then I'll get so like good. a dipped cookie on the way out. I know. Oh. It's so funny. I still can't believe we're from the same place. It's it's wild. It's wild. Ah, oh. I'm not over it. I'm not over it either. I'm not over it either. We were born in the same hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and your cousins walked my dog. Yeah. It's so no. wild. My cousins walked your dog? Yeah. They walked my dog. And oh. And you walked their dog, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Did you say they babysat you? Her, your, the, the, Hannah. the girls were my advisor. And Hannah and, and Emma. Yeah. Hannah my cousins. Yeah. It's were your so advisor. Weird. It's I so know. weird. What? Hannah's a mom. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, is. Hannah's a mom. What's the wig thing? You, once you're married, you have to cover your hair. And it's, uh... Is it like, because... Is it like... You save your hair for your husband. Just like you save your body, so you don't wear clothes that you can see the outline of your body. Exactly. Well, I mean, at this point, you may as well be wearing, like, different colored contacts, or just, like, a mask of your hair. It kind of yeah. like the, um... What's that called? Uh, burka? Oh, uh, yeah, bur- burka. What did you say? Becca shot at something different. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. A lot of words. You're great. What is that? Becca shot. Becca shot is like a, it's a black robe that Jewish men wear when oh. they are um, learning or like going to a synagogue on Sh- high holidays only. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the, when they're learning, what's that called? Sharath? Hmm? It's not from, it's. When they're doing what? When they're learning. Yeah. What's the word? Steiging. Steiging? Steiging? I thought it was Stark. Star- oh, Stark. Stark. Yeah. Stark. And that's when they're learning. Stark is like... Sta- Stark is like they're super from. Then they're like a learned person. Oh, okay. Steiging is like they're steiging, like they're they're learning. They're, they're like steiging. currently learning. Like steiging is like a verb. I got it. They're, they're steiging. I love Hebrew. I'm steiging in the bass. What the, f- the bass? Is that like a bass? <laughs> that, that really from Stark Boy steiging in the bass. What does bass mean? <laughs> somebody's just basement. <laughs> bass is like the place where you learn. It's the room where you, that's dedicated to learning. So that's like Hebrew-English? Ingbrew? Yeah. Ingbrew? It's so funny because, yeah, like you literally, like my... It's like a pigeon. It's a pig- pigeon language. It's like what they speak here in Hawaii. It's like a mix of all these different uh-huh. languages in one, but it's... We hear a lot of English, so it's like English and Hebrew mm-hmm. mixed together. Yeah, I I didn't realize like until like I started not being around Jewish people, like I got, when I started working at Dave's, that was my first. I mean, besides from my Catholic school. Yeah. But Dave's, um, that was like my first time being out in the non-Jewish world since then, and like I would always slip up talk like I would half my half my words are like. Jewish words, I don't realize that people don't really understand what I'm saying. No. All the time. And, like, I, I still slip up, because, like, I had been talking like that for so long. What did you, like, was there any things that were really hard for you to 
not say when you were going to Catholic school? Oh, I, I, I said whatever I said. And did, people just, I didn't care what people did thought. Did people just think, like, oh, that Jewish girl that uh-huh. goes to this Catholic school? Yeah. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Did you have many friends there? I chose not to have friends there. Like, I, and, like, that's what I really regret. I, I don't regret it, but if I could go back... Yeah, I don't know. You're like, what's the difference? Yeah, right. I don't know. Whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, they're not. These people aren't Jewish. There's no point in making friends because I don't need friends who aren't Jewish. She, your only yeah. friends are Jewish. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. 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 I was very sheltered, and I didn't care about branching out. I didn't care about seeing the world. I didn't care about learning about. So when after you graduated from Catholic high school and you went on your gap year to Israel, mm-hmm. were you like finally like the first the first five months I was still in that closed off headspace. But you were in Israel. That's yeah. like all your people. Yeah. Huh. It was You're what you're saying that what? That I'm surprised that I'm surprised that when you went to Israel in the first five months you were there, you were still really closed off because it seems as though when you were in Catholic school, you only just, you didn't want to make friends with those people. You wanted to make friends with Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And now you're in Israel where nearly everybody is Jewish. Maybe it's like, I don't, I like what I can't have. Maybe, but, maybe that is <laughs> what it is, Rachel. But <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just... What caused you to branch out when you were in Israel? I, I allowed myself to explore outside of, um, we were really dedicated to the Shabbases. Every single, every single weekend I did a different Chavaya, that's what we called it, experience, adventure. Yeah. And, um... I really took advantage of having the free weekends, and I called up people I didn't know, strangers. I looked up people on Facebook. I called people who knew people who knew people who knew people who was were doing Shabbos. Who, yeah, who would host people. And that's how it is. In Israel, you just, anybody would host you. doesn't matter who they are. doesn't matter how many kids they have. So if it's really safe. You can call anyone from anywhere, and so long as they're doing Shabbos, like... Yeah. I had, if I had zero connection to them, but I knew they were doing Shabbos, I felt totally safe completely safe. I've, Solely based on the fact that they were Jewish. Huh? And I hitchhiked all the time. Felt totally safe. And stayed at strangers' houses. Totally totally fine. I actually one time was um, I was in Sfat. It's one of the cities all the way up north right next to in the Golan Heights right next to Lebanon. And it's like it's one of the it's, it is the most spiritual city in Israel. And it's that's where you should go. If you're going to go anywhere in Israel, that's where you need to go because that's totally your vibe. Like, you would, lo- you would love it. Thank you for but saying that. It's, it's a really cool, unique city. They, that's the type of uh, Judaism that I, I absolutely love. If I ever were to become more religious again, I would go to Tzvot because it's very open-minded, very, like, you do you, but if you love being super religious, that's awesome, but you also can be super religious and pick and choose. And that's the open-minded shark yeah. From Judaism that I totally relate to. And that's what Chabad is. Chabad is like that. Yeah. They they accept anybody and you can you do what makes you happy. Well they accepted me, so obviously yeah. they accept anybody. <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> and I can I speak so highly of that. Of Chabad and, and of it's um like it's very I don't know if you know any Kabbalah has that word ever um Yeah. 
Cabela's, it's it's globally accepted. It's w- uh, with like universal spirituality, connecting to like uh, um, horoscopes and things like that. They 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 are connected to Cabela because it is the understanding of the universe and um, realizing that the world and God and all these energies and then things are all tied together. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of Jesus that I really love. And I don't know enough about it to talk so um, in-depth about it. I'm not a scholar about it, but it's very, very interesting. And anybody who is not Jewish and and learns about mysticism or learns about the universe knows what Kabbalah is. It's uh, chakras are in Kabbalah. They do a lot of like meditation and um, work on your inner spirituality and stuff like that. But I tried to Google search it one time, but I can't spell it. Chakra? Kabbalah. Kabbalah? <laughs> I can spell chakra. K A B Kabbalah A L A H. Yeah. Two B's, two B's. Two B's, yeah. okay. It just wasn't coming up, and for some reason, I'm like, why can't I just figure this out? Why can't I spell this right? Because I'm really good at spelling usually, but... <laughs> anyway, um, previously you talked about when you were in Israel, one of the changes you had gone through was learning that, like, people... And I guess also, uh, when you were in Catholic school, people all... Whatever God they want to believe in, whatever gods they want to believe in, like, they're still loving of a God, mm-hmm. and, like that you can appreciate you said while you were in israel you met a lot of iranians muslims can you explain how you met them or is it was mm-hmm. it at these shabbos yeah um through some of the shabbos i um there's been oh well this was this was um this isn't a shabbos story but this is just a different story um but it's connected to being around Muslim people, um, I I had so much Islamophobia for so long and because of what you learned in your religion. Um, because I knew, like, I did, like, I there's a lot of fear of like of everything that happened in Israel and like feeling that all Muslim people were the ones who were attacking, but that's not true at all at all and I'm like my eyes were open when I was there because I met a lot of Muslim people who are not doing that and um I it was like my first my first my first two weeks in Israel and I had taken a bus to the city called Bani Brock and me and my friend were there for Shabbos and, and Saturday night after Shabbos ended we were taking our buses back to our schools and she went her way, I went my way, and soon as after I, she got on her bus and she left, I realized she had my wallet, and my phone was going to die, and I had no way, I didn't know how to get back to the person I was staying at, because I didn't know where they lived or anything, because it was on my, it was my, it was my friend's contact, and, um, I was like, shoot, I don't know where I'm going, like, I'm stuck here, and I don't have any money, and now my phone's going to die, and I went to the gas station, and I was asking people, like, my broken Hebrew, like, do you have any money? Like, I'm, like, like I'm stuck, or, like, can, can someone help me, like, if I can find a ride or something, and I, like, I, I was there for, I usually keep my cool for a little bit, but I, was, I ended up being there for, like, in that gas station for, like, two hours, and at that point, I, like, the, the last bus was gonna come in, like, any minute, and I had no plan of getting home, and I just broke down crying, 
and um, this like Jewish woman came up to me. She's like, oh, like in Hebrew, she's like, oh, like come with me, come with me. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll come with you. Like I don't know who you are, but I'll come with you. And I felt totally, totally fine. And like we're walking around in the dark in the city, and then we turn a corner, we go down this like alley. I was like fuck, I'm gonna get killed, like, what the heck's happening, like, this is not, we're not going down, like, a, a home street, there's no houses here, and then we finally turned into, like, her apartment, and there's, um, a bunch of, like, Arabs and people in the front yard, and I was like, like, this is it, I'm gonna be on the news tomorrow, I'm, I'm gonna be, like, the stupid traveler who's gonna be killed, and she, like, says something to them in Arabic, in Hebrew, because there's, Israelis and and Arabs there and everyone just started pulling out money and like handing me money and then they all walked into the bus and like helped me on the bus but like that was just like there's a lot of talking leading up to the story but it was just like one instance of like my eyes being opened up to people are much nicer than you think they're gonna be and people are very willing to help um I'm trying to think of a different story there's so many, but I have a talent for forgetting good things when someone asks me. You yeah. actually mentioned that earlier when we were in your cabin. I asked you a question. I can't remember. See, now I can't remember <laughs> what it was. I think it's contagious. You're like, I have no idea. You just asked me now. I have no oh. idea. <laughs> yeah, you asked me if I knew any people from Solon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, yeah. Don't. Or at least not now you don't. So, do you know any, do you remember any stories of any, like, Iranian people you met? Um, Iranian, not as much. Um, it just happened once I was lost in the old city, and someone helped me get out of the city. So, are you quelled of your Islamophobia? Huh? Are you, like, are you, do you not have Islamophobia anymore? No. Because I, like, yeah, I, I, it's, like, so controversial, I know I'm being, like, recorded, but... Like your opinions are your own. This is a safe space. I I know a lot of people who have been killed, hurt, um, been in terrorist attacks, and so like they're like my friends' houses have been like broken into, and I know people who have been stabbed in their sleep. It's a lot, and it even though I like it's not. I know it's like it's a it's a small percentage of the religion. It it did, like, it, it instilled a huge fear in me, and, like, I was really afraid, and I, I don't think that, like, I don't know, when, when something so, like, traumatically that happens, like, I, I, I I'm not gonna, I, I was afraid, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not ashamed of being afraid, I just think my eyes need to be opened, and, like, I, I met more people, and I experienced more things, and I've, and I just, I, re- I, the more I live, I, like, realize not everybody is bad, but it was, yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, like, put words in your mouth, but I'm really curious if to, like, if you believe this or not, um, would you say that as opposed to it only being due to religion that these conflicts between Muslims and Jewish people occur, would you say that it's it's more based on the actions of those individual people that is creating the 
the conflict that's occurring? Because, like, you said you knew someone that's got stabbed. Like, was that person stabbed solely due to their Judaism? Or did they, did that person... insinuate something? Yeah, was there an action? No. Like, these, no. They are not doing anything. They, like... Do they, do they even know the my, people that stabbed no, them? No, one, one of my friends, my, one of my friend's boyfriend was walking down Ben Yehuda, a place where there's a bunch of restaurants, and, like, that's where a lot of people just go and walk around, some person was standing on a roof and chucked a, a large rock on his head, and he, his skull cracked open, and he almost died. He wasn't doing anything. I know a lot of people, and I can list more stories, I can say more things of so many people I know who have been... Just attacked. Just attacked. Due to their religion. Yeah. Like, my right. teacher was driving around, and, like, her, someone chucked a, a rock at her windshield, and she had, she drove off the road. Like, Sorry. But, like, yeah, a lot of things have happened where people have been doing nothing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I can see how you would fear an entire population due to that. I'm trying to be empathetic, and I can see that. But you met people who gave you money when you needed it, Mm -hmm. you know, and did not come at you in a malicious sense. In the, can you remember what that felt like in that moment? You were feared. You I, were feared. I was pe- like petrified. I literally was trembling. I thought it was, I I thought I was gonna die. I literally thought that was it was then. <laughs> like it, as silly as it sounds, I really thought I really thought that. But then you were able to get back on the bus and go home. Yeah. Do you remember what you were thinking on that bus ride home? Yeah, I was. That was like one of the first moments of when I realized people aren't. Not everyone. Not everyone is sought out to what people think they are and I felt totally that was like one of the first steps of like my awakening to the world that was one of the first few weeks of being in Israel and one of the first few experiences um one of the first experiences of like being open to people who are who are going against my past beliefs of them so like I I felt and I was like almost like I don't know what the right word is, but I was very curious to see what else was going to come. Did you feel anything similar to that feeling when you were in Catholic school? When seeing how other people were? Yeah. Yeah. Because there were people who, like, I... It's so silly. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I remember, like, oh, like, I, I really like some of these girls. Like, I never thought anything bad of Catholic people. I just felt that I didn't need friends who weren't Jewish. Because it's good to have like-minded friends. You don't want diversity. It's bad. <laughs> so, but, like, I remember, like, thinking, like, oh, like, these girls are, like, like they're cool girls. Like, I like them. Like, they're nice. But I just had no interest in continuing or furthering any of the friendships but and like now looking back like I I wish I did but I didn't so I I can't go back and change that but those girls that you spent all of those um what is it called again when you go to synagogue on Sunday morning shul shul mm-hmm. right cause it's like school shul <laughs> what about all those girls that like you met up with at shul um, when you decided to go to Catholic school, 
Or you didn't decide. One of my best friends came with me. Came with you? Yeah. So it was, you had two Jewish girls in Catholic yeah. school. Uh-huh. Oh, did you guys only talk to each other? I'm like literally embarrassed to say it, but yeah. Yeah. Did she have any other friends? Like she, we had like our school friends. Like we had, we talked to people in class. We were on the, like the sports teams and we had friends there, but like we never ever hung out with people like outside of school. How did the other girls from Shul think about you two going to Catholic school? They didn't care. Oh, they didn't give shit. So, like, on the weekends or after school, you guys would all hang out together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friends stayed the same. I never, like, my friend group never changed. I have this, I've had the same friends since I was five until I was graduated. Wow. Yeah. And that was, like, that small group from my Jewish day school. I went school? From my Jewish day school. I went to Jewish day school until 10th grade. Okay, yeah. But... I mean, I I had friends. I had like I did have like my few friends from, the Catholic school, and my few friends from Beachwood. Um, it was a lot, but I still like I. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to prove a point. Yeah. You know, so you had that experience of being friends with those people and realizing, yeah, they have different views, but like I like them; they're my friends. Mm-hmm. Then you got over your Islamophobia, which is amazing. And then, have you... Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah, go ahead. How do you feel about um, gender sexuality? So interesting you ask. Super interesting. Um, I, for so long, was like, it's... It's, like, a shame. It's so, it's like, it's so sad. Like, I, I, I always was empathetic towards it, because I knew it was, like, it's not anyone's fault. But um, I think it, my world totally shook I was I was so conservative about this so conservative about it one of my best friends in high school is gay and that like he struggled so much with being Jewish and being gay he like breaks my heart like thinking about it because we would talk about it all the time we would, he would he would never directly tell me he was gay in high school but he would um always told me it was so unbelievably hard for him to choose a life of being religious because he felt like he could never fully do it. So I always knew what he was talking about, but when he finally came out to me in Israel, um, like, we were, it was the most emotional, like, conversation we've ever had, obviously, but he said, like, it was, he decided it's either being religious or being gay, and he had he's like I have to choose my own happiness before I choose being religious like that's just how it is and it, it just it, it like breaks my heart that like being Jewish was is so important to him it is so important to him he's not just saying it and I know it but he feels like he and like a lot of people a lot of Jewish community doesn't accept it so he feels like he has to pick and choose and, I, and like it makes me so sad like I hope that like, things progress and Jewish communities will eventually accept Orthodox Jewish communities will eventually accept um, gay people, but it's it's heartbreaking that he couldn't. He and he feels like he can't. Um, so that it really it really changed my opinion on that having someone so close to me be be gay and also one of my also one of my other friends, also one of my other like someone who I looked up uh, like a religious figure who I looked up to she came out to me, and, like, that really shook my world, so, like, she is so super religious, 
but she's gay? Like, how does that work? Like, didn't, it didn't occur to me anything about this. And, um, it just made me realize, like, this, that the world is not black and white. And that was also, like, a, like, just a progression of me realizing that there is so much gray. And the gray is the most beautiful part of the world. And that's, like, that's what I was missing. I was missing all the, all that, the stuff that people don't talk about, and, and like, the, and that's what I'm, like, now putting back into my life. I don't need a fall and straight thing, but, I don't know if that answers your question, or or is there more to it? Sure, yeah, that's my question, for sure. So, when you, you went to, what's that school in, in New York called? Turo. Churro? Turo. Turo. T-O-U-R-O. Churro. Churro. <laughs> so you went to Israel for a gap year. Mm-hmm. Then you had already decided before the gap year you were going to Turo. Mm-hmm. No way about it. Yeah, I, mean, I only applied there. Orthodox, all, yeah, girls, all girls, Jewish school. Yeah. Um, this, or, uh, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, so after that closed due to COVID, you went back to your mom's house. Mm-hmm. And then what? I mean... You had just had this amazing eye-opening experience in Israel, and you came back to. Would you would you call it a closed-minded environment? Oh, completely, totally, completely. Like, yeah. So you, the new you, like, was kind of viewing everything in hindsight, like what you were going through in the present. You were like, wait a minute, like, this isn't matching what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. And I, even with the whole you studying biology thing and you not even liking science. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny <laughs> that you it. did that. It was such a foreign, like, what? It goes along with the whole theme of, like, doing things that you don't love but you do because it's practical and it makes sense. Like, it's just, I was living, like, a life of, like, makes sense. It's funny that you call that practical and making sense because it doesn't. <laughs> At all. It doesn't make sense and it's not practical. <laughs> it's actually just silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, who would thought you do the things that you love? What? Yeah. So, going through the school, going through Turo mm-hmm. and stuff, what were you thinking? At first, I was so afraid to show up to classes wearing pants. That's when I started wearing pants. I started wearing you pants. You started wearing pants in an Orthodox school? Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that even allowed? I was one of three people in the entire college who wore pants. Did you and the other two people, like... <laughs> Like, whenever we, wa- we walked past the hall, we always, like, we looked at each other, like... Did you ever talk to them? Uh, I actually did ask them a couple times, like, how they felt wearing pants to school. And, like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, nah, I shouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and, like... I'm surprised I- you didn't become closer friends with those girls. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we did talk a few times, but it's weird. The school is, like, very, very keep to yourself. Very, you do your own thing. You don't really talk to other people. You keep your head down. You okay. get you get your work done. You get your MRS, and then you skedaddle. MRS. Your misses. Oh, like you mm-hmm. get married. Mm-hmm. Your MRS. So you said that when you were there, when you were at school, not even the full year that you were at school for your freshman year, the other girls in your grade were dropping like flies because they were uh, getting married. I had eight roommates. Six of them got engaged. And across the hall like none of them were dating people and in like two months they were scooped up and engaged and off like everyone just drops like flies like everyone just gets married super fast where do they meet them there's this whole world called Shadachim 
and it's like matchmaker. If you're really, and I thought that was the route I was gonna go through. Like that's the thing. Like if you're in, you're if you're in Shadufim, you have to uphold to what what box you put yourself into, or like I mean, not everyone puts themselves into a box, but then it's like harder for you to find like the person because you're not you're harder to categorize and harder to match up. So like it's good to put yourself in a box, just to, like make it easier. And uh, what are the boxes? Whether, like, you want a guy who's learning, or you, do you cover your knees, or do you feel like you're gonna be a mom who's going to, uh, like, let your kids watch TV, or, like, are you gonna have, like, a TV in your house, or are you gonna let them listen to non-Jewish music? What percentage of these girls have met the man that they're gonna marry before they marry them? Uh, met them before? Well know them I mean it met not them likely. not not high I mean maybe they know their last name they know the family name maybe but these girls don't interact with not all of them some of them do because some of them are like rebellious they're like re- rebellious religious girls um and so they they like talk to the yeshiva boys that's like the religious boys um is that the Taros boy school like equivalent Taro yeah yeah but yeshiva oh yeshiva it's like uh it's a type of it's a sect of Judaism, okay. yeshivish. Okay. It's like the sorry, I'm throwing a lot of words out there. Are you sorry? I just want you. I want to be confused. I'm not confused. You're okay. you're saying things, and I'm asking you to define <laughs> them, and then you define them, and then I know. Cool. I th- I thank you actually because <laughs> I feel like I know more now. It's funny because people ask me what I am. Like, all the time, I'm like, oh, like, what's your... Eth-? Well, people ask me what I am when I say I'm American every single time. Because I, it's really hard for me to differentiate between the fact that I'm ethnically Jewish, but I'm not at all religiously Jewish. Half the things you're saying, I know nothing about. Like, I don't even know why Shabbos is a thing. I don't know what it... Like, I don't know what it is. Um, I have people that are in my family that are Orthodox, but we don't really talk to them because they're Orthodox. I mean, it's not because they're Orthodox, but they don't really talk to us, I guess. Um, I don't know anything about it. So it's cool to hear you say it, but it's also like very disorienting for me because I'm sitting here, I don't really like to say that I'm Jewish and it's mainly because I don't feel like I am, but I am my DNA. I'm 99.4% Ashkenazi Jew. I don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) I just, it's crazy. So. I am happy to learn anything that you're telling me because it actually makes me feel a little bit more in the know. But there you have it. Hey. Well, I'm happy I can enlighten you, I guess. I don't know. Thank you. So what's yeshiva? Um, it's like the... It's a type of orthodox. That's like... That's what Tarot is. Yeshivish. It's a little... It's a step up from orthodox. Oh, a little bit more from? Yeah. A little more from exactly, See, exactly. Just a little more from. Um, yeah. So the people are in Shadokim. So they, they, um, had like a resume. I'm, I'm my best friend's, uh, contact. So if ever she has uh, a match on her, on her resume or her Shadok for matchmaker, her shot is it's called Shadchin. It's like the matchmaker. Um, I'm one of the references. So if the, if the the boy gets the re- the boy gets the um, resume 
first usually. Do, is there a photo included? Uh huh. Photo. Full body. No, or just face. Obviously, yeah. portrait. Portrait. Uh, like your hobbies, what you, how you want like your Jewish life to be. It's, it's, it's interesting. It make it works though for some people. It really does. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how Emma. Yeah, she did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She didn't know her husband. She never met her husband, like in person, until they got married. Mm-hmm. Why are you surprised? Why? I'm not. But I'm, Why I'm, are you surprised? This is how it, how it works. It seems. Not that. He he was in Israel. She was here. They never saw each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. Until the day they got married. What? Or That's maybe, not maybe like a couple days before they got married. Something. That's not usual. How Whoa. is that different? Okay, so <clears throat> since I don't know where we left off, let's backtrack this a little bit. So. Physical touch. Mm-hmm. Explain that again. One more time. Why we can't do physical touch. You are... Val- like, it's the whole idea of valuing phys- physical touch and saving it until you're with that one person that you end up living the rest of your life with. That mm-hmm. They're the only person who gets to experience your physical touch. Because there is... Like, you know, physical touch is... It's, like, it's like magical. So, like... Magical... Um, I mean, it is. It gets your yeah. heart flowing. Yeah. It gets your butterflies going crazy, yeah. you know? And, uh, it's wonderful. So it's just it's that whole idea of like saving it for that one person who gets to only experience it, and nobody else can say they experience it except for your person. But then you're missing out on the whole other part of it. It's just it's the part that you get to... That's... Like we said, like, it's how you get to know someone fully. Like, you can end up with someone and have zero physical chemistry, but like, there's that whole idea that I always told you that you can you can learn to be physically attracted to someone. And that was one of the biggest... That was probably the thing I hated most I learned. Because I had taken that so many times. The countless of people who I've, like, I've dated or, like, had been, like, whatever. Like, I, I was like, ah, their, their personalities are amazing, but, like... And we connect on every single level, but, like, I'm not physically attracted to them. I was like, it's okay, like, I'll... I think there is truth to it a little bit, but, like, you have to, like, be attracted you to the to, person yeah. entirely. Not just... And that's not a mean thing to say, I'm not physically attracted to you. It's just, I'm not. Yeah. It's nothing, it's not personal, it's just... It's my preference. So, would you say that when you were, like, you would rather just be friends with those people that you weren't physically attracted to? Yeah, and there's some some of them I wish I didn't date. Some of them, one of them, one of them I didn't wish I didn't date. The other ones I would have not been friends with, because they're they're like rabbis now. They're like really really from. Okay. Really from. So like I wouldn't have been friends with them either way. So it's either like let's see if we work out as something more than just friends, or. And that's usually how it goes. Usually, like because you're not like religious people, they've had guy friends, or girlfriends before became super from they'll test it out to see if they can if they are compatible because it makes sense I mean if you're compatible as friends like might as well see if you're compatible as something more so yeah I mean I don't regret those because like I'm, I wouldn't have been friend, friends with them either way mm-hmm. and like I've had great experiences with them um but I, I would date people and not touch them like not at all nothing and, like for months was the longest you went without I mean I dated some for f- the longest 
was almost... not even like when you're walking next to each other you just brush okay fine like we brush against each other sure did did, like... did you get little butterflies yeah because yeah, it's like oh my god he's still like it's so silly it's like it's so it's like cute i mean when you hold out on that like what's that called um you're like building suspense yeah when you hold out on it Mm -hmm. to that degree any moment i mean anytime i'm standing next to someone that i'm like attracted to and we like brush arms i'm like oh my god you know so like that's really awesome but i i didn't i don't have to personally say that like i don't have to actively not touch them to still feel that emotion Mm -hmm. you know or whatever So, do you remember the first time that you, like, actually, like, flirted with someone and they flirted back? Like Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've, like, had, I've, like, flirted with people. It's not, that's not, like, something I didn't do. I just didn't, right. touch, I just didn't touch people. But, like, those guys, like, you weren't physically attracted to. <laughs> so, like, were what? You, were you, like, were you, you weren't really flirting with them, right? Um, no, it's really just, really, that's really just one person who I really just was not too. Yeah, I get you. No, just that was just that one person. But like when you were allowing yourself to like touch people, do you remember the first experience that you had, like really flirting with someone and then allowing yourself to do this thing mm-hmm. that you had not allowed yourself? Can you explain it? Wow. Wow. Wow, seeing Sam. Sam. It was a year ago. Um Yeah, he So a year ago you were in New York. Yeah. Okay. We met in the summer before. And, um, yeah, he really, like, we just had the, like, we had the greatest chemistry. It was just, I, like, and, like, I remember, like, I, I didn't want to date him that summer because I was still in my transition of being religious, not religious. And I was still in that transition of, like, I don't want to date someone who's not super from because I'm not sure where I'm holding. And, he really, really liked me. I really liked him. And he was like, we should just, like, we should, like, why don't we, like, just give this a shot? I was like, you're not as religious as me. It makes, like, I'm not going to give this a shot because it's just going to, it's going to, it's just going to end because I don't see it going anywhere. And, and that was that. And, like, the summer ended and didn't see him for a while. And then, like, we, he lived in New York, so he came to New York a few times. And that's when I had, like, um, realized I'm not. I'm not going to do this super firm route anymore. So I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I can see where this thing goes with Sam. And, uh, um, sorry, I'm just, like, thinking about it. No, don't. Um, Are you sorry? (laughs) No, I'm not. And, well, he had a really, this was, I wish it went a different way, but. I remember he, like, he was in the city, and he's from the city, so he knew it really well, mm-hmm. and, uh, he was, um, and he, he just ch- showed me around the place, and he took me to his old, uh, old apartment building, we went to the, like, 50th floor, and overlooked the city skyline, and we're just, like, on the rooftop in New York City, I felt like I was in a movie, and, like, oh my god, I was, because I was, like, the f- I had just decided, like, right before them that, that I was not going to be... It's called Shomer. I was not going to be Shomer anymore. And Shomer means... Uh, from? Shomer means guard. And Shomer Nagia, Nagia means touch. So I was Shomer Nagia, so I guarded my touch. So and You were no longer that. I was no longer Shomer Nagia. 
and um I was so afraid I remember I was like this is I was like okay like Rachel just do it just do it just just it's so crazy I I hadn't touched I haven't touched somebody in like four years so it it was really really it was really like a you hadn't crazy. touched anyone I didn't t- no I hadn't like kissed anybody Oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't kiss anybody. Did you did you kiss someone before that though? Before yeah, your before that. Okay. Before that, sure. Yeah. Like in those four years, it's four years is a long time. Four years is a long time. And so, uh, just a couple months is a long time. And I just remember like saying like, I had a whole debate in my head. I was like beating myself about it on the roof. Like, do it. Just like do it. Like you're, what's wrong with you? And. I didn't like I was I was like no you can't like I I retreated and I was like you can't touch him you can't because you like you've worked so hard for so long you can't do it and I remember like I like we like left the we left the building and I like remember going back home that night I'm like what like what the hell like what what did you just do like you just gave up like an experience of come on like getting like having your first kiss on top of a rooftop in New York City like with someone who you like really like like that was I don't know it was such a I just let that go and like I was so I was so sad about it but opportunities come again and I saw Sam again and um yeah I I I remember like this is so funny (laughs) sorry um huh are you sorry no um I, I, I went to go visit him in college and uh, we were just uh, the music was playing and like we were like dancing and so you had you were touching at this point yeah 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 okay and it just it's, it was yeah it was, yeah he kissed me and I was like a whole like rush came over me and I was just like holy shit this is what it feels like to kiss someone who you really like like that has never happened to me before it's like I had like my silly hookups in high school like I didn't care about yeah. them I didn't like any of them yeah but like and that was like it sort of like gave me that feeling of of like that suspense that you, yeah. like you wait till you really really like someone and mm-hmm. you really know them inside and out like I knew him so well and he knew me like as well as I knew myself and more than I don't know myself. He knew me better than I knew myself. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was like a I'll never forget that. That was like the craziest feeling. But I think there is value in withholding touch for I think so for too. some time. And I know people like some of my friends who are showmare. They they'll like be showmare for like a month, like just to see if like. They really like that person. I like that idea. And then they have a totally normal relationship after that. And do whatever they want. And that I like. I do too. I have to say, like, I'm, I've been recently, like, being really picky. Um, and by recently, I, I guess it hasn't been that recent. Because no one's really been into me until I moved here. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. Since I moved here, like, three months ago, I've had all these guys coming at me. And... I don't like it because it's not solicited and they're not reading the room and I'm not attracted to them, but they're attracted to me and they think that that gives them the okay to like touch me and I'm like, don't touch me. I do not like that. But even, even so, even with all of that, like I've been extremely picky, like guys that 
maybe two years ago I would just hook up with because I was attracted to them in the moment I'm not doing anymore because I have high standards I mean like I am an amazing person yeah. and I'm not just gonna let that go mm-hmm. like I'm not just gonna give that to any Joe Schmo that thinks I'm cute and like I think they're cute like there is a lot of wonderful things about me that I want people to appreciate and to see mm-hmm. when we are in that intimate space together. I don't want them to think they just get to conquer me mm-hmm. for the evening and that's it. You know, so that I totally 100% agree with. I like go and show Mary for a month <laughs> or something like that, you know. I really I appreciate like, that. I, I know people do it for like even like I, I read a magazine like in Cosmo like they said like do it for five days. Yeah, nice, like the like first five days of like it's like a it's scientifically proven like it, it will. It's a good tester. Yeah, yeah, it really is because like there really aren't too many valuable lessons, positive valuable lessons that come out of like one night stands. I don't. I personally don't believe, and I have plenty. So <laughs> that's what I believe in my experience. Um, and like I don't know. I just feel like now I hold myself in such more high regard and with like more beauty and more power you know I'm not just like giving it away yeah so I really appreciate that um personal question yeah your version yeah oh you you said that like with your eyebrows no (laughs) there's nothing not there's nothing to be ashamed of with that it's it's something that if given the opportunity I would have redone definitely um and I know a lot of girls that feel that way. So I actually, like, I do envy you. You are of this mindset now where you do hold yourself in such high regard and your sexuality in such high regard that you're waiting to actually share that intimate moment with someone that is going to see you for who you are and appreciate for all you are. So there is nothing to be ashamed of with that. Thanks. I, thank you. I really appreciate that. Cause like I I, I struggle with that, like I struggle with like my lack of experience because I cause I do don't have that much, Mm-mm. but yeah I'm I'm still like I'm I'm learning I'm growing up and I just have to keep reminding myself that it's I know it's fine. a lot of women that would that would say what I just said and also it's been a long time since I had sex. Um, and I actually, like, reclaimed my virginity. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I reclaimed it because I'm, like, I'm now, I'm giving myself this opportunity to actually choose the situation instead of feeling like I've been forced into it because of societal norms. You know, like, I felt that I had to because my body was, like, you have to, and then, like, everyone around me was doing it. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to interpret the way that my body was actually feeling, Um, and my mind and my body were not connected at that time, you know, but now that they are, and I've had such a long period of like not having it, like I get to be the one who chooses and it's, it's hard sometimes because sometimes I'm like, fuck this, just go do it. Like you're frustrated. You want to get this out, but like thinking about it, like that's not the way to go about it. It really isn't. Cause like when you go do it, it's going to be completely different than what you're imagining it's going to be like unless you have that person that respects mm-hmm. and sees you um and it's entirely i mean 
don't know, but I feel like it'll, it's an entirely different thing when they see your body and soul, not just your body. Yes. So. No, you interpreted that extremely correctly. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I stopped having sex was because I realized that I was having meaningless sex. Like, I didn't even have to be there. It's what it felt like. Like, I would literally just be, like, looking around. And this actually would happen when I lost my virginity. I was, like, it, while it was happening, I was, like, looking around the room, and I was, like, this is it, huh? Not really what I thought it was going to be. And then there was, like, multiple years. I mean, I had a, an amazing relationship in the middle of these years. Like, it was wonderful, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But everyone else, it was just, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm either too fucked up to care right now, or I'm pretending that I like... I'm telling myself that I like this because I feel like I should be liking this. Mm -hmm. I don't really like it. And, like, I mean, you've probably heard girls say it. Like, it's really hard for a girl to actually enjoy the sex that she's having with the men of... Or with the boys of, like, Mm -hmm. our age. Yeah. You know, like, boys in their 20s, boys in their (laughs) teens in their 20s majority of them do not know how to please a woman and most of these are girls don't know how to explain that they're not enjoying it and don't know how to to go about doing that because we don't know how to enjoy it and the thing is that what's missing is the soul connection it's that emotional connection that we share or could be sharing and you know it took me till I was a junior in college to be like okay if you really aren't liking the sex that you're having stop having sex why are you like I kept just like trying to find someone I'm like oh well you know like we're emotionally connected so I have to be physically attracted to them mm-hmm. right? right no or I'm physically attracted to them then I have to be emotionally attracted to them right no like I couldn't find someone who was both and anytime I did find someone who was both, they really weren't that attracted to me. Like, I liked them more, so it didn't work. You know, it's just like these series of, of games, and I'm giving all of myself up each time, and it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. And it makes, like, there's so many moments where you're just sitting in front of the mirror, like, naked, crying, because you just gave all of yourself to this person, and they want none of it. Or, or like, they don't see the real goddess that you are. And it's just defeating I admire you thank you I mean I I was I almost like couldn't even choose it but I I, like I guess I I just like you you saying that like it it affirms like I don't know affirms how I feel and like I really I I can't tell you. Like, I do struggle with this a lot, so, like, I really do appreciate it. But it's my pleasure. Because I could, I mean, we all struggle with that part of our life. And you and I are, com- in this realm, are completely opposite. But we're struggling the same. But so, what? No, I'm... No, please. But, and, like, like, what you're saying, like, you're, you're reclaiming your, like, virginity. Like, yeah. That's awesome. And, like, you can do that because you're, like... Because I said so. Yeah. Yeah. You said so. And, like, and it's just, it's the, it's just the, like, realizing your own self-worth and realizing you you need and you deserve and you will get so much more if that's, if, if you believe it and you know it, mm-hmm. that's what you will get. Mm-hmm. It just has to start with 
what you, how you view yourself. And yeah. I agree a hundred percent. So how does all of this play into you being in Hawaii right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, this past year has been, I, I went, I had a little bit of a, a dip in my life. Yeah, yeah. That's so familiar, actually. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and like, like, so many people doesn't make it any less legitimate. But all of us, a lot of us, can relate to that. That this year has been very shitty, and going back home, I've had to unturn so many stones I never wanted to face. And like what? A lot of things with my family, realizing a lot of details I didn't know about things with my parents and things about myself and looking at myself in the mirror and really looking at all the ugly things that I have been suppressing for so long and taking them out yeah it's been it's been really hard and I at first had was just stuck in a hole for a very long time and regretting all the decisions I, I I was in a horrible 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 depressive state like I literally I could not see out of it and my anxiety was through the roof and everything just felt like it was crashing down my life didn't make any sense I had no idea who I was I completely lost a total sense of self didn't know what my hobbies were because I had given them away for so many years I didn't know who my friends were because I had just switched them all over from religious to not religious I just was starting to form my new life in New York, trying to reinvent myself, but then it had all been stripped away when I went back home and forced back into my childhood state with my friends who I'd chosen to let go, but now they're my, some of them are, like, situational friends because I'm stuck back home, and, like, there was just, it was, like, my biggest nightmare. (laughs) And I was completely entirely lost. I didn't have any sense of self, had no, no no direction of where I was going next. And I couldn't even like hang out with my my best friend because I, I I didn't know who I was. I couldn't I like couldn't carry a conversation because I didn't it was wild to me. Like this was my best friend from 12 years, but like I it was that bad. Like I just didn't know myself. And I was just trying to, trying desperately so hard to get in tune with myself, and, um, I just, I wish, I just wish so badly I can go back in time and change everything, and I, and I, you can't do that. And I had lived so, for, like what I said, Gamsaya, before, that's like my, like my thing, this too shall pass, and like, I believe everything, everything happens for a reason, and I strongly believe that for so long, but in this moment, none of that mattered, because all I wanted to do was go back in time and go back to high school, and I wish I never went to that Catholic school and forced myself to go to Beechwood, and maybe my life would have made sense, and I wouldn't have been in this horrible mess I'm in right now, and I wouldn't have felt, felt lost, and I wouldn't have had no direction with friends or myself or where I was going, and I, like, I had been talking about going to Hawaii for it. It's been a dream of mine for a very long time. And and I I I like for four months I was like in my room. Just in my room. Didn't leave. And finally one day I was like, like, cut it out. Like, what what are you doing? 
you're wasting your life away. You're going to wallow your, your, this year regretting the things that you didn't do in the past and you are going to think about it and journal about it 24-7 how of all the situations that could have happened and all the relationships that could have been and it didn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. stop thinking about it. And I was like, the one thing that you really want to do, like, start with, start with chasing the things that you've been, that, like, are so connected to you and, like, I so value the world and I want to see all of it and I want to meet as many people as I can and learn from as many people as I can and I was like get get out get the fuck out of Cleveland and go do this trip because this is this journey is gonna this trip is what's gonna get you to be yourself again and it's like I it took me so long to I kept pushing it off and like trying to get my ticket and figuring out what and I was like I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna do it I'm such in a bad mental state I, I'm not gonna go to Hawaii with a bad mental state like it's gonna ruin the trip and uh, last two weeks ago I was like just do it like this is what you need to do like there were so many so many things that was happening like I don't know do you know spirit cards do I know spirit cards yes yeah. no oh my God, I'll tell you about that after okay but, um um, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I, I just sat myself down, I was like, you're gonna do it, you're just gonna book the ticket, and I booked the ticket, and I had no idea where I was going, I had no plan, and I quickly went on Woof, I was leaving to Hawaii for five days, and I quickly messaged as many people as I could, and I said, I'm coming to Hawaii in five days, like, can you take me in, and I quickly figured it out, and ever since I booked the ticket, my life has been, I'm not trying to sound cheesy in any way possible, but, like, stereotypes are a thing for a reason. Yeah. The second I booked it, my life started falling back into place. All the people who I had, um, like, I hadn't talked to people in so long, because I just, like, your family and friends Family, friends, didn't talk to anybody. I was weird the second I started, the second I booked my flight, people started, like, falling back into my life. I started feeling more myself. I started feeling happy for the first time in forever, and, wow, things, this, that's what this trip is for me. I'm on, like, a self-discovery. I'm, I'm getting to know myself again, and it's, it's really hard. It's really hard for me to dive back into the world and be completely on my own. I, I'm taking day by day. Like I'm, I didn't think I was gonna be in a hostel. I thought I was gonna be working on a farm for a few weeks, and, but, everything's happened. Happened for a reason. I've I've bumped into, amazing people, and, met incredible people. I've been here for five, four days, five days, and you've only been on the island for five days. Yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday. I came here Thursday night from four days not even friday saturday sunday say monday today's sunday i mean not today's now monday i've been here for full three days just three days i can't believe this <laughs> yeah i just got here i can't wait to see how you blossom here because really you already compared to what i mean what you've been explaining since you booked the ticket you already changed your life you already manifested this wonderful life that you're living. Oh my God. So I'm, I'm just... I'm so excited. 
I'm excited. I'm so excited. So where are you going tomorrow? I'm going to a new farm tomorrow morning. I think tomorrow morning. And uh, I'm just... How are you getting there? Taking a bus. Where is it? The same place where I was at. Oh, right, 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 right. Wailua. Wailua, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to Wailua High School, and they're going to pick me up from there. And I'm just ready to... I'm ready to... I'm ready to love myself again. Yeah. Because that's something I haven't felt in a very long time. And I'm ready to just get to know myself, get more in tune with myself. Because I... Are you doing that now? Are you loving yourself and getting in tune with yourself now? Have you started? Yeah. I'm in the process of it. Yeah. I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I think booking a ticket and coming here has reaffirmed a huge part of me that like I can do what I want to do and what does bring, what sorry I didn't mean to interrupt it's just it's like kind of important what does there look like you said I'm not there yet there I don't know what there is I just know I'm not there yet because I, I I feel like it would I would know okay. and I don't I don't think I I'm not there Okay. Do you think it's going to end? No. I think it's a continuous journey for the rest of my life. But there is a point where... There's a point where you, you know it. You feel it. I think. I don't know. There is. I don't know. I will say, like, I did used to think I loved myself. I did love myself, but it wasn't myself. I loved who I... I loved the person that people wanted me to be. And I was perfect at being that. But that's not who I was. That's not who I am. So I'm just... I'm learning to love the real me. And I'm figuring out who that person is. How does farming come into this? I love being outside. I love I love being on a farm. I love um, I used to live on a farm. Where at? Uh, in Moreland Hills. Oh. Yeah. Really? What yeah. kind of farm? Uh, it's a small acre farm, like a small personal farm. Okay. I don't really remember it. I I moved when I was three, so I can't really say I moved lived on a farm, but like it's a that's part of like. That's where you were born. Like that's where you were yeah. uh, What's the word? Um, weaned. Yeah. That's not the right word, but anyway. Can you use it, though? I'm going to use it. It makes sense. I'm using it. And, um, it's just, like, I don't know, my family's pretty, like, outdoorsy. We, like, love nature and stuff. So, it's, it's like, a part of my roots. And, uh, I'm not, like, a farmer. I'm not, like, a whatever, but... Mahi ai. <laughs> a what? Mahi ai. Oh, is that Hawaiian? Something. It's Hawaiian farmer. Mahi ai. Mahi ai? Yeah. Well, no Hawaiian word now. Yeah. Mahi-ai. Well, you know several. Mahalo. Uh-huh. Aloha. Aloha. Ah, uh, hamajang. When something, this is, this is a pigeon word. When something's hamajang, like, this entire, this entire property, this entire hostel, this whole thing is hamajang. Hamajang? It's, hamajang. Um, I like it. It's all, uh, kind of like, uh, little wacky. Little, little, little hamajang. Little falling apart. Yeah. I like it though. Little hold, held together by duct tape. It's a little <laughs> hamajang. Yeah. I like that word, hamajang. Hamajang is good. 
This place reminds me of Lila Stitch. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> Could know. it be because I know why? Could be, yeah. Could it be? Probably. I think her older sister's name, is it Lonnie? Yeah, Lonnie. Lonnie, Lonnie. there's a surf break down the road. Lonnie's. Lonnie is? That's yeah. so cute. Oh, I yeah. like that. There's only a couple letters in the Hawaiian alphabet, <laughs> and you'll see them all over the place. It's like L's and A's and N's. And yes, yes, 100%. They, there are some words that are just mm-hmm. like a lot of those letters put together in one, and you're like, holy crappy. Kind of Kalani. There's a lot. You're going to love it here. I mean, this place is... I feel it. Yeah. Already, already part of it. Yeah. I feel oh, the Ohana? Family. Ohana family. Yeah. Ohana family. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Well, welcome. Eikomo Mai means welcome. Eikokomai? Eikomo. It's A E. So it's, sorry, it's, when you spell it out, it's E mm-hmm. space K O M O space M A I. Eikomo Mai. Eikomo Mai. Means welcome. Eikomo Mai. You'll see that under like signs that say welcome. It'll say ah, Eikomo Mai. Cool. Eikomo Mai. Um, Eikomo mai to your ohana. Thank you. You're welcome. Ohana. Yeah, you're my, you're my ohana. Hey. I got a big ohana. You're in it. (laughs) Welcome. Feels so special. Well, good. I do too. I feel very special to be here with you. I do too. I thank you for uh, interviewing me. (laughs) Yeah, just a wonderful conversation. I'm so happy to have had with you. Minus all of the hiccups that <laughs> when I might have actually gotten you screaming about the cockroach. I hope you did. You know what actually happened, though? Huh? I realized my phone was hooked up to my speaker. Ooh. So I was like, oh, well, I didn't realize my phone was hooked up to it, but I noticed my speaker was on, so I turned my speaker off. Oh, and when I shut did it that, up. it shut the whole friggin' thing off. Hmm. You said the most beautiful and wonderful things about your religion in terms of the Catholic school and going to Israel. You said the most beautiful thing. So even though I didn't get that recorded, I'm happy to have heard it. So that's wonderful. I'm happy you, you were here to listen. So oh, thank, thank you. you, thank you. And I, I obviously have to have you back on. Yes. Through throughout yes. this whole thing, I feel like there's so many things you didn't touch. Um, however, do you have a piece of advice or anything that you'd like to share? Piece of advice. It's to what I'm mostly learning in the past few days is just to, like, simply just follow your intuition. I, for so long, have been ignoring it and not listening to the things that, like, I truly want to do and not listening to my calling. But it's so strong and it's so there, and if you just, like, realize that you have that voice that is telling you the things that you love to do, like, your life will just go so much better if you just simply do the things that you love. And that's the thing that I'm really... That's the biggest thing I'm learning. As sim- as obvious as it is, it's something that I hadn't been doing. And I'm sure that other people don't really realize they're doing that either. Are you sure of it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a huge portion of population that definitely don't follow that. Yeah. It's a wonderful piece of advice. Thank you. You're welcome. If you want people to find you online or anything, or wherever mm-hmm. if you do want that to happen where would people find you online yeah Facebook. if people yeah. want to reach out to you if they have questions yeah. or where would they do that um my instagram it's rachel Carnes underscore 
and my Facebook is Rachel Carnes, and that's spelled K-A-R-N-S. And I spell my name with just one E, not two A's. Just one E, not two A's. R-A-C-H-E-L. I could have said that a lot simpler. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, wait a yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The general way of spelling Rachel Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Are you yeah. related to a Brian? No. Okay. I don't know any other Carneses. No. no. Oh, his last name is Karn, not Karn. Karn. Singular Karn. Yes, a singular Karn. Got it. It's all right. It's huh? not extremely Jewish, I would say. That's no, my last name was Cohen. My grandfather changed yeah. it. Yeah, Cohen. Yeah. Your grandfather changed your last name? Mm-hmm. For, for anti-Semitism. Changed it when he came to America. When did your yeah. grandfather come? We didn't even talk about your lineage. Uh, he came right before World War II. From? Poland. Wow, so yeah. you're... World War One. sorry. You're second generation American? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. On my dad's side. Are you, yes, of course. Yes. Was your mom's family living here? Uh, they're, they're, yeah, third, third generation American on that side. Okay. They're from Ireland. Surprise. Yeah, definitely not yeah. surprised. Your hair is gorgeous, by the way. Thank it's you. so long and, like, thick Thanks. and healthy. Thank you. That's so nice. Really beautiful. I'm assuming <laughs> those are natural curls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Can you give us a little, like, wave, like, a wave of your hair? It's so beautiful. It's me blush. Does it go down to your waist? If I strain it, it probably goes down to my, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty long right now. I haven't cut it's my hair in past your chest. Yeah. I haven't cut my hair in, since last August. That's beautiful. You're, you're over Would you call ago. that strawberry blonde? Or would you call it red? Red strawberry yeah. blonde? Gingy. I see. Gingy. I don't know. You Ginger. got freckles and yeah. you got eyebrows to match. <laughs> you have really light eyebrows. Yeah, they're they're invisible. And I have blonde eyelashes. Yeah, you do have <laughs> blonde eyelashes. That's something that I was like, huh. Like... There's something different about your face. You have blonde. Is that not a normal trait? It's normal for redheads. I want to. I want to dye my eyebrows so badly and dye my eyelashes so badly, but I'm I'm learning to love it. I'm not wearing makeup as much here. That's well, one of the things I'm trying to do. Yeah, go I'm ahead. trying to. I couldn't imagine you with black eyelashes. I wear makeup every single day, usually, and it's not here though. But not anymore. I'm a new person. No makeup. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's really surprising. Do blondes have? Blonde Some blondes do. Some blondes have blonde eyelashes, yeah. That's funny. That's something that I actually haven't noticed much in humans until you just pointed that out. <laughs> blonde eyelashes as opposed to dark eyelashes. Hey, you have I have, I, Yeah, I don't, I don't have blonde yeah. eyelashes. <laughs> I definitely don't have blonde eyelashes. I mean, they're not crazy big, but they're sometimes. Not blonde. I don't wear makeup. So sometimes when I want to, like, dress up, I go like this, and then I'll lick my fingers and put my eyebrows back, and then I'll, like, like push up my eyelashes with my fingertips like this. It looks so much curled. So much more curled. Yeah. yeah. And boom, makeup. Dude, you don't need it. You look so pretty. Thank like, you. You don't need it either, dude. You really don't. Stop. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. <laughs> All um, right. Rachel. Dude. Dude, it's been real. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> it's been real fun. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for having me in this staff um, cabin, baby. Shabalua, what's it called? So Shabalua, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Shabalua staff cabin. What's the What's the Hawaiian word? Oh, for house? But, yeah, no. Hale? No. Mayohana? 
No. What are we talking about? The the pigeon word for this place. Oh, my hamajang. Yeah, your hamajang. Thank you for that. My hamajang. This is hale hamajang. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, so the word hale, uh-huh. um, H-A-L-E, okay. it's like home. So, like, there are places, like, the place that I just left, it was hale lava. That was the name of it. Mm-hmm. Or you'll go to, I don't know, you'll see the word hale thrown mm-hmm. around. Hale nalu um, is a, like, a surf shop on mm-hmm. the west side, and it's... It's a name. It's Hale Nalu. I don't know what the word Nalu means, but mm-hmm. it's House of Nalu or whatever. This is now Hale Hamajang. House of Hamajang. And I did not come up with that until right now when you helped me Ham- figure that out. Figure that out. Hey! I love that! <laughs> Welcome to Hale Hamajang. Ekoma Mai Hale Hamajang. I love it! I love it! That it's was so cute! First like full um, pigeon. I feel so honored that I witnessed that. Yeah, you helped create that. You didn't witness that. You helped create that. Hey, this is... We're doing wonderful yeah. things here. In the, in the gathering place. <laughs> gathering place. See, this place really is a gathering place. It is. It's where we all come together and just are real as fuck with ourselves. Huh. Therefore, we are real as fuck with everyone else. I mean, this place pulls the, the, the realness out through the roots, man. I'm just like... I've never felt more myself here. Say, I mean, probably same with you. I've never felt more myself. And just, like, I wake up every day, and I'm like, what are we doing? We're going to do what we want today? Good looks. No, that was my first impression of you. Oh, thanks. I was like, wow, this girl really, like, beats her own drum. You, you, like, you, it, it it's, can, uh, not contagious, but, like, like, I mean, it is contagious, but, like, yeah. where I'm looking for. Like, you can just it's see just it? It's just very, it's very clear. Thank it's you. It's very obvious that you are, you're, you just spew like happiness ah! you really do and i and that was like exactly what you thank you so much I yeah uh, i am i hope that's what you're feeling yeah i like that's exactly what i've always wanted to do i mean i just want to be so happy like i feel like happiness is my number one value so thank you so much for pointing that out to me um i think we were talking about this yesterday like uh I could sacrifice my entire life to a cause and not mm-hmm. care about my own happiness, yeah. or I can sacrifice the causes, all the causes that I can do, and focus on me, my own happiness, and that in turn creates all of this wonderful, beautiful wow. light in the world that, like, no matter what I touch, it leaves, like, this beautiful wonderfulness that is in comparison to sacrificing my whole life for a cause, maybe even is more valuable than that. <laughs> um, so the fact that you say that I spew happiness, <laughs> that's wonderful. Spew. That's wonderful <laughs> for me to hear and huh. to acknowledge. Um, thank you dearly. Yeah, that's I really, I genuinely mean that. Oh, I know. There's no doubt in my mind that you genuinely mean that. No one would ever tell me that I spew happiness unless it was <laughs> real. <laughs> And I was, I was, like, amazed when you said that yesterday also because I was thinking about it a lot because it's just, again, being so in tune with yourself and realizing your own strengths and realizing your own purpose. There's no right or wrong way of how you live your life, but you have to really, you have to do it the way that, that you will f- do it best. Yeah. It's just, like, just flow. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is what, like you said, you're like, what do I want to do? you want to do things for a reason like nobody knows why I shouldn't say nobody but like 
sometimes it's not clear why you want to do things. Mm-hmm. All you know is that the, your body, your mind, your soul is telling you to do those things. So if everything is telling you to do that, just fucking do it. And you know what's going to come of it? The best shit ever. Because mm-hmm. your entire body was telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. Preach. Preach. Yes. And, like, that's, and that's what is just so contagious. You know, that, like, other people are going to be like, oh, I like that. And then they're going to spew happiness. And then we're all just going to be out here making love and not war. Yeah. And that's, that's what we want. That's what we want. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, then let's kill this and go to bed. All right, Because yes. it's been a wonderful yes. time.